Enjoy your life today. Because I promise you, as a producer, you can find ways to enjoy your life. So when you do get to 65, you're not going to look back and say, man, I wasted 35 years. Welcome to the Insurance Producers Podcast, where we bring you the top personalized producers, insurance agents, and industry partners, giving you at least three takeaways to 10x your production and build your multi-million dollar revenue books. So sit back, relax, and become inspired by the success stories and strategies of the world's top insurance minds. Let's roll. All right. Uh, welcome to the Insurance Producers Podcast. Hey, this is my second episode where I am solo. And and the reason I'm solo is because we're trying to do some research on the viewership and, and, and kind of getting some feedback from a lot of our listeners on um, do they like when we have when we have people here um, and sharing their story and how things are going or this 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 one person show kind of sharing some of some of some of the some of the producer or myself of course sharing some of the stuff that we do and what what I've learned um on a solo version if that is if that is if that is more of a uh, more what does the viewership look like between the two I guess is what I'm mean. we're trying to do some research and and um so I got another episode solo episode um I'm I'm your host Cyrus Jaffrey and I'm really excited today to share uh, my story on uh, on how how I went from like a producer, uh, very high producer, I guess, uh, uh, to 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 an agency owner and then and then a business owner, right? So I feel like as a producer, that's kind of your life. You're going from uh, being a producer into potentially being an agency owner, maybe and a producer because you're always producing. And some people stay there. Like there's no problem with the with the producer being an agency owner, a producer being a producer under an agency for a very long time. Many people have done it, many successful people have done it. But kind of this like this like step stairs of like where you're what's those steps look like from a producer to a to then turning into a high producer to maybe an agency owner and producer to then being an agency owner and then at the and then at one point maybe if that's your dream or or or, or what you want to do potentially how do you become basically like a business owner because I truly believe there's a difference between a producer an agency owner. And a, and a business owner and an entrepreneur in our world uh, that's basically making some changes into how insurance is looked at. So what, uh, so my, my background really quick. So I come from captive channel. I was there for six years. So that's my, that's my producer life. I became a little bit of an agency owner at the end, a slash producer, but I was pretty much a producer. I did that for six years. And then we went, I went over to the independent channel, went back into production for about a year and a half. And then I became an agency owner producer in 2020 ish. And then now I'm a completely business owner. I've got no, um, uh, more of the entrepreneurship of the insurance side. Not so much, not so much an agency. Uh, producer or owner or anything like that. So my life, that's how kind of like my, my thing has come around and, and to kind of give you a little bit of a background about, about our organization. So at state, at, at state, at, at the captive channel that I was at, we had um, at the highest, I think we had like nine or 10 employees um, at the highest when I was with the captive channel. I left in May of 2019 to come on the independent channel. We came with just three people, three people, one agency. And then now 
uh, we're on our four, we just finished four years and we're on our fifth year now. And then now fifth year in, we've got all together with everything that we've got in our organization, about 130 people and uh, a ton of, a uh, ton of producers, ton of W2 employees. And, um, and then we're at that, we're at that business owner entrepreneurship side for me at this point in my career, uh, versus where I came from. But I think it would be good for everybody that don't know me to kind of get, kind of hear that. Um, how did that go? And, and what are some challenges that I kind of ran into? And what are some things we're doing today with our internal team? So, um, just to let you guys know, we do have 130 people in our organization, but internally, people that I control, that I am the CEO for, I guess, or I'm the, I'm the guy that, that leads all these people. There's probably about 25 to 30 of them that are more W2 that works for one of our agencies. We own about 10 or 12 different agencies. So, all those people, the 25 to 30, I think there's about 13 to 15 salespeople. And then the rest of them are more support and rewrites and admin and all the other stuff. Um, those people report to me. And then there's about another 90 to 100 that are more on our potentially aggregator side or or the tech platform that we have, uh, employees of that. Uh, but there's about 30 of them that are directly report to me in some, certain capacity that we, that we keep track of. So I will share as a producer, uh, what is that, what does that look like that I look for for producers? How can these producers, um, produce at the level, um, that we are producing, which is about a million a month? Uh, internally, we write about a million a month, uh, in new business premium and about, uh, 90% of it is personal lines. And then, and then as an organization, probably another 700,000. Uh, with all of our other, 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 other people that are kind of inside of our organization. So let's go back to, back to the captive channel. So the captive channel is where I started as a, as a producer, really, because when you start a captive agency, like either though your name is agency owner, man, uh, you, we started pretty much a scratch agency. So we had no money. So we just basically built it from, 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 from ground zero, just like we did again in 2019, six years later, because we obviously the captive channel that we were with, uh, we didn't own the book of business. We didn't take any of it. We didn't sell it or anything. They owned it. So when I left May of 2019, you know, we went from pretty much, I think it was like a $6 million book down to zero, no revenue. We started from scratch, three employees, and we were kind of rocking, rocking and rolling. So, um, so when I was a, when I was a producer, one of the, one of the first things that I started doing when I was, when I was a producer with this captive channel was I, I, I started with your, your, with your, with your, with your people, with your friends and your family and, and people that are around you that surrounds you, I guess. Right. So started kind of a big, kind of a big opening potentially that got a lot of people to be like, Oh, Cyrus is an insurance or whatever. And then they all came into our, to our, to our ribbon cutting. We had the mayor come to our ribbon cutting. Um, but I was a producer. I would tell you, man, even though like an agency owner was name on it, but I grinded for five out of those six years as a producer on a daily basis, hitting the same things that every producer does, which our requirement was 50 calls a day. That was our, that was our requirement when we were at the captive channel. So. So I started with that. So we kind of had some noise. We got some people calling in and say, Hey, you're an insurance now. Quote, quote my stuff. And that's kind of how we built it. And we took over a small book of business, which most of them kind of left us, um, when we kind of started to go to different agencies around, uh, um, unfortunately. And that was because, um, because unfortunately at this time, this was 2013, 2014, it was because of our color. A lot of people left, you know, I'm from Afghanistan. A lot of you guys know me. And, um, and for some reason, man, um, a lot of people didn't want to work with us because where I'm from and they had, they had no idea. They've never met me whatsoever, but just kind of, kind of having that name and background, unfortunately, some clients left, which 
it is what it is. No, 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 no problem. No problem at all. It's just sad that we kind of live in that society, unfortunately. But so I was a producer for, for six, for six years, five out of those years, 50 calls a day was pretty much our thing. And we were very, 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 very good at multi-lining. We were, so our, our policy per customer was about 3.6, 3.7, because we were very good at selling auto home, auto renters, auto renters, umbrella, personal articles, policy, life insurance, disability, financial services, because our, our, our commission was set up in a way to where we got more money, the more products that we had and the more financial services and the more investments that we sold. So I had my series 63, I believe through series 60, uh, 66. Um, and I had my mortgage license because we were supposed to do mortgages. I had my auto, I had my home, um, home, obviously property casualty license, and we were doing it all. So on a daily basis, we're tackling seven to eight different products. So as a producer, as we were doing this, we were, we were pretty average on all of them, to be honest with you, because as you know, I truly believe that when you find your niche as a producer is when you're really going to be extremely successful. Until you find your niche, you're going to run into some run it run into some hiccups. You're just going to be an average a lot of things. In our office today, our bread and butter ask anybody is homeowners insurance. That's all we do. We do it the best and anybody else in the country is what we tell ourselves and that's Obviously, home auto comes with it because the carriers are requiring it, obviously. But we know that 60% of our revenue is auto insurance. But our product that we go get is homeowner's insurance. So as a producer, when I was with State Farm, one of, one of the first things that I did when I was, when I became a, became a captive agent, State Farm agent was I did 50 calls out of those 25 of those was, was just going out and meeting people. I still am in the same location. I'm looking at my window right now. Every one of these businesses, I had a lot of businesses around me. Every one of these businesses knew that who Cyrus was. Every one of these businesses. And I was going for them for their business, but I was really looking for the personal stuff because we weren't very good at commercial over, over at the, over at the captive channel either. So we, we wrote a ton of their personal lines, home, auto runners and all that stuff. So everybody knew me 25 and 25. And, and then we bought a lot of leads when I first started. When I first, first started with this captive channel, we bought hundreds of leads a week and they were all auto leads. Okay. They were all auto leads. We bought hundreds of leads, cold calling all these people like, Oh, I've got five of you guys call me. Stop calling me. Boom. Hang up. Pick up the next one. I've stopped calling me. Right. So we got so many F bombs. Uh, it was just a terrible way to basically, cause I had three sales. So I had two salespeople when I started. It was a two of them and me. There's three producers and then one service person at first. And then we obviously grew from there. But our philosophy was we're going to buy a bunch of leads. Our goal was 25 and we knew out of those 25, a ton of them are going to yell at us. 20 of them are not. Not going to answer the other 20 that are going to answer out of those we're going to get 40 percent quotes and i'm going to close one deal a day that was my goal and it's still to today our goal as an organization is for one closed quote per day that's it if you could do that for me you're going to hit your revenue goal as a producer you're going to get all this so so i was telling us we talk to our producers all the time even when when i was with the captive channel is listen as you get this going, 50 calls a day, you're going to have a lot going on, a lot of people, right? So you're going to be able to track it into your CRM system. And you're going to kind of go back and say, okay, listen, which one is the hottest deal today? Which one is the hottest deal today? And when I came in back in the day, I would go in in the morning. And if I had 10 leads that I was working on that I quoted potentially, right, from the, from, from the day before or two days before, I would reach out to every one of those people in the morning. And it was always a text or an email. It was a text or an email and say, hey, listen, I've got your quotes done. I know we're supposed to talk today. I'm, I'm very busy. 
right? If you're telling, if you're not telling people that you're really busy, that's going to come to them that, Hey man, like, I don't want to do business with this guy that doesn't write a lot of business. Successful people want to work with successful people. They want to know that you know what you're doing. And if you're writing a lot of business and if you're busy, they know that you know what you're doing, right? So we wrote a lot of those people. We wrote a lot of those people, but I sent those text messages in the morning, 10 text messages in the morning to the people that I was supporting, figuring out what time works for them so I can schedule my day. So in the morning, we do this right away. When I came in, we did our quick meeting. We go, we go, we go inside of my, my, my office. I was emailing and texting those 10 people to see what that looks like. What's my day going to look like? So we're like, Hey, two o'clock, I can talk for about three o'clock. So then I scheduled myself because they're really warm. Obviously they would respond back to me, right? Because I quoted them. I built a good relationship. They would respond back to me. to what my day would look like. So I had closing calls set up every day. And then my goal was, which one was the hottest, which one I'm saving the most potential, which one I had a better relationship with, that would be the number one priority. Okay, we would go from the from the priority all the way down to bottom because I would never want to go home with not closing a deal. That was the idea at State Farm. You got to get an app on the captive channel that you're in. You got to get an app. You got to get an app every day. You got to get an app. Like that's the bottom line, right? So, and if you're closing a calling a household, you're probably going to get four apps if you're on the captive channel. But on our on our channel on the independent channel, you're going to close one household. That's going to give you three to four thousand in premium potentially. Times that by five days, you're going to be close to fifteen to twenty. Fifteen to twenty. A thousand in premium is a pretty good, but every day that was my goal. Figure out in the morning, send all those text messages, and then at night kind of figure out uh, after after the morning kind of figure out where where is my closing schedule. Put it on the schedule. Send them an email that says, "Hey, we're looking forward to talking to you." And then the minute before, I would never give people rates ever. We still don't do it in our organization. The minute before they get on the call, I send them an email with the quotes. So they have the quotes while I have them on the phone, because if they look at the quotes and the numbers don't make sense and you're not going to beat them in the rate, they're just not going to listen to you or answer back. So I, we never send our quotes back to them. We did it right before we called, we called them, send them, told them to pull up the email. And then we did it. We did a comparison. So we also had a page where it was a comparison page. What you have right now, what do we offer and what are the savings? And if there's no savings, what's the value? Yeah, you have to pay $200 more, but we're going to move you from here to here. Here's more coverages and an umbrella policy and a life insurance policy, whatever that you want to sell. That's your difference. You're the difference maker. So that was my philosophy as a salesperson. Come in in the morning, send the text, figure out what my closing days look like and figure out the hottest ones first. Put a lot of effort into the hottest ones and then kind of go down the line. Which one is which one is my hot all the way down to, down to the cold? And I I would never, I promise you, there were not a lot of days that I went home without a, without something in the books. Like that was the number one when I came in was how do I get just one thing on the board? And that comes with obviously the hot leads that you've got going on. So that was pretty much the philosophy as a, as a producer for me for five years. We grew that. We were the 30th best agent in the country when we left, made all the trips, President's Club, Chairman's Circle, all the stuff that this, this carrier State Farm had, hit every one of those. And then we came to a point in 2019 where... Okay, well, we've done this. Now I know. I was 23 years old when I started. I was 28, 29, somewhere in there. I had two kids at this point. I'm like, this is where we know what kind of, which direction I'm headed, right? So. Independent agents, are you tired of the endless hours spent quoting home and auto insurance? Quotimation is here to revolutionize your process. We get it, time is of the essence, and you don't want to manually gather VIN numbers, drivers, or home quoting data. 
Codemation not only streamlines your process, but codes through your management system and carrier codes, ensuring accuracy and efficiency. Plus, you can embed it on your website and your clients can get a quote within 60 seconds. Revolutionize your coding experience today. Visit Quotimation.com and take the first step towards a faster, smarter insurance workflow. Listen, if you're in Captive Channel, man, I just met with a friend of mine yesterday, man, Captive Channel, dude is fire. That dude is at a different level. And I've got two or three or five, many different friends from still at that Captive Channel Fire, dude. Those dudes are doing some things that are unbelievable, right? Exotic, President's Club, going to Bora Bora and all these things. And they're doing knocking out of the park. Independent channel is not for everybody, right? It's not for everybody. And there are a lot of people that are doing some amazing things at their captive channels. American Family, State Farm, man. Keep doing what you're doing. At the end of the day, when you wake up in the morning as a producer, right? Or an agency owner or wherever you're at. When you wake up in the morning... Do you enjoy putting on your pants and going to work? Are you getting excited? And if you're not, your gut is what your gut's telling you is to you need to do them something that you enjoy. And life is short, guys. If you don't enjoy what you do, I feel bad. You need to find what your calling is, whether it's going on your own. I know it's going to suck for a couple of years. It sucked for us, whether it's staying with the captive channel, making some changes, whether whatever, um, the people that I talked to on the captive channel, some of my good man, one of my best friends. Right. Um, and they said, Hey Cyrus, yesterday he told me, he goes, dude, I appreciate you telling me some things that you told me to kind of, man, you got to empower other people as an agency owner, as a high producer, you got to empower other people around you to do better, to take on roles, to take on responsibility abilities because you can't do it all. Where, where you want to go as a producer, what you want to build as an agency owner, as a business owner, you can't do it by yourself, man. It's lonely to do it by yourself. So you got to empower other people to be able to do the cool things. So came on the independent channel in 2019. And, and I thought I was on top of the world, man. I had a five and a half, six million dollar book with this captive channel. I was making all this kind of money. I thought I was top of the world. And then you come on this side, looking back now, it's just crazy how uh, that's probably what we do every two to three months now, you know, like the book of business that we had. I mean, it's just crazy, like just how big you think when you move on and do different things and, and more of an entrepreneur and businesses and all that stuff. And um, it's, 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 it's pretty crazy looking back now. And like what I thought was, oh, I, was a, I was a president's club. I was on top of the world coming back now here. Like, wow, this is this is wild. It's a crazy fun ride. So let's go back to the producer. So we came into 2019. Uh, three of us, we left, we, we left this, this captive channel, came on the independent channel in 2019 and we were rocking and rolling, man. Day one, uh, we knew we were doing this for six months to a year. So we kind of planned and everything, got all the contracts, direct contracts. And, and I was a producer again for about a year and a half, man. Like I had 50, same philosophy, man. I was, I was, I was coming in. I had pretty much 50 leads on the board on a daily basis. Every day I had these 50 leads or whatever that I had on the board and I ranked them from one to 50, right? One is being the hottest, 50 being not the hottest. I go to the one through five every day in the morning, 10 of those pick one through 10, text them, figure out what that looks like, figure out, figure out, figure out your day for the day. Cause here's my biggest recommendation for you as a producer. Don't let the consumer determine or don't let the consumer run the show. You as a producer, when you're having conversations with people saying, Hey, listen, Mr. Client, I'm very important. You're really important. I understand that. My time is valuable. I've got a lot of clients. I'm valuable as well. Here are the times that works for me. 
I, this, these are the times that works for me, but I'm going to text you to see what times work for you as well. Get it on the schedule. What I would also recommend when you're talking to them a day before or whatever, right? You're basically saying, hey, listen, tomorrow at three o'clock, do you want to go over the quote? Great. Then you have it scheduled already in your, in your email. Make sure you send them an email that they inv invite them to it. And then a minute before you have on the call with them to close the deal, you're sending them the quotes and then you're going through them. Don't ever send them the quotes before because they look at it. They don't understand insurance. All they look at is the price. I promise you. So unless you've done a really good job of getting them ready to go for that, they're just going to look at it and move on. They're not going to look at anything else but the price. A minute before you call them, say, listen, I know the price is a little bit more. Let me tell you why I am the person that you should work with. Now, I've earned the policy in three and a half years um, or do any new business or anything like that whatsoever. My job is strictly to run a business now, right? So this is what all of our producers, everything that we were doing, exactly what our, what our producers are now doing. So fast forward a year and a half, that's what I did. Build a pretty nice little book of business, started hiring, right? Hiring, hiring, hiring. Now we're about 30 people. We started with three. So in about four years, every year we hire about eight to nine different people to come into our organization and do the things that we need to do. And we do a lot of mortgage lenders and real estate agents, right? So 95% of our business comes from a realtor or a mortgage officer with the relationships that we have. Uh, we pretty much control about 60 to 65% of the, the new business um, in our state, potentially uh, strictly like the town that we live in, Omaha and Alcorn and surrounding areas, 60 to 65% of those kind of goes through one of our channels now um, in, in, in here because of the relationships we have with the real estate, real estate folks and mortgage folks. So, and then the 13 to 15 producers that we have kind of handle all those leads that come in, but our philosophy. So now, Fast forward, right? So I was at the captive channel. I was a producer, build the brand, build it to 10 staff there, started from scratch again uh, in May of 2019, build it again for a, for a year and a half, stopped writing business, completely got out of it uh, to basically be an agency owner at this point, and then started now. I'm in a position where I'm a more of an entrepreneur and do some relationships and different technology things that we have going on, um, to, uh, which is where a lot of my time spent, but I still, man, that's the one thing I miss the most is selling. I love, I love talking to clients. I love, man, there is no better feeling than when you close a deal that you worked so hard on. There's just no, the deals that came in easy didn't give me the satisfaction. The deals that were tough, that took me two, three, four years of massaging these guys to come to me. There's literally no better feelings. And I missed that feeling for the last three. And I don't talk to clients as much anymore, unfortunately, but I do miss that. So as a producer, if you love doing that, if you come on the agency owner side, man, I, that's, I love being a be. I loved being a producer, man. It was one of the best things. I miss it daily, but I know for my organization today, they need me at this position to be able to grow the organization and go where we want to go. And for you as a producer that are listening to this and want to stay as a producer, you got it. You got it, man. You got it so good, dude. You got it so good. Everybody wants to be an agency owner, entrepreneur, business owner, but you come on this side, man. Like there are times when I'm like, man, I wish I can't, I, I wish I could go back and do the things that I was doing because I just miss it so much. I'm just a born salesman, man. Now I just sell to organizations, mortgage companies, car dealerships to do relationships with us. That's what I sell now. I don't sell insurance, of course. So, so as for our producers now on the independent channel, uh, some of the things that we have implemented, right? So, Everybody, we have virtual people across the country. There's 25 or 30 of us, like I told you on the, on the independent channel. We have a meeting every morning. Every morning at Jaffrey Insurance, the meeting, the meetings are the meetings are pretty simple. It's nine o'clock to nine fifteen is the max, ten to fifteen minutes, and it tells me it's at nine o'clock and one o'clock every day. 
what did you do the last four hours? If you guys have read the book, the book, the four hour work week, our organizations, we keep our producers accountable every four hours. Okay. Because we have a lot of young producers and we have some producers that have obviously been in the business for 15, 16 years as well, but we, a lot of them are younger and younger people needs accountability. Need you to keep track of things for them, right? Need some motivation and certain things, right? So we wanted to not forget our culture, which was extremely important to us, but we wanted to build virtually as well because we guys have guys in Minnesota. We have guys in Wyoming. We got guys in Iowa. We got guys in Texas, our VAs on El Salvador. So how to bring everybody together, build a culture and still at the same time be a very very high producing producer, an agency, right? So what we did was we said, hey, nine o'clock, we're going to meet as a team, everybody, every day. And then one o'clock, we're going to meet 15 minutes. How did last four hours go? Which obviously would be the day before if it's 9 a.m. From one o'clock last yesterday to five o'clock, because that's all I'm keeping you accountable for. How did things go? What did you close? What issues did you run into? Anything you want to bring to the table? No, cool, move on. It's quick. It's going to take 10 minutes most of the time. Boom, 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 boom. We go to everybody, every one of our entities that we have, anything on fair trust, anything on NR, anything on marketing, anything on social media, anything on our aggregator side, anything on our service side, anything happened in the last four hours, no. And then we go around, every producer tells us what their numbers are at. I'm at 3,000, I'm at 4,000, I'm at 5,000, and I've got a bunch of closings that are scheduled that we asked, and what are some closings that you have scheduled for that? So that's to keep them accountable. It's almost turned into a culture. So first couple of minutes, like, hey, guys, how's it going? Ready to excited for the day and stuff like that. Everybody loves being on there. And then at one o'clock, same thing, quick 10 minutes. Hey, what happened from nine to one? What did you close to keep them accountable? So to, to the two things I wanna mention real quick. What one other thing we implemented? I had um, a Teresa on the phone uh, on our on our on our on our uh, insurance producers podcast. Uh, Teresa Kitchens from uh, um, I believe she's in Florida. Incredible! I've been following her for a long time. I brought her in. Hopefully, you guys listen to that podcast. She has an all day Zoom, and this is what I'm telling you. Even at the level we're at, at the level that you're at. You're going to learn from different people. That's what I, my favorite thing about the podcast is when I bring people, I learn from them daily and things that I like, I implement right away. Teresa had an all day Zoom for all the guys because they're virtual as well. Say so, hey, we just get on and we, and if we need to go to rooms to ask questions, we just do that. So we, that day we implemented all day Zoom. All of our guys are on the Zoom. All of our gals are on the Zoom. And it's basically like, it's a part of the culture. They can ask, Hey, how did the Bills game go last night? Or Hey, the Chiefs won or whatever. You're talking about stuff that can be right there with them, but they're far away all the way in El Salvador or Texas or wherever and we're in Nebraska. So it kind of brings the team together, which is which is really good. And then we also have 8 a.m. meetings every Monday morning. I've been doing that for 10 years. Um, always, 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 always. It's 8.15 now to give people a little bit more time. It's 8.15 to 8.40 to about 8.55. It's about 40 minutes. It's really about what um, what last week was like, what are the numbers? It always starts with something positive, always a video, a video, something positivity to start the meeting. Then we go to, okay, anything on service, anything that happened last week, we need to know about shout outs. Let's give some shout outs to all the team. Give me some shout outs. Oh, John Doe took the trash out yesterday. I really appreciated that because it was really cold. Like somebody says, right? So it's all shout outs, bringing team morale together as a, to keep the producers happy and the producers love it as well. So if you're a producer, producer listening to this, you want to go to your agency owner with some of these ideas, please do, because it really has made a huge difference um, in our in our organization. We do shout out, then we do, we'll do all of our reviews for all of our organizations. How many reviews did we get? Somebody got a review? Great. Hey, great job. We got to appreciate things and celebrate. One of our core values this year is celebration. Our core values with I care. 
I C stands for celebration. And this year, our goal is to celebrate more in little things that our teams do and little things that producers do. And you should, as a producer, celebrate as well because we go through this thing of like closing a deal, moving on, moving on, moving on. You look back, I mean, it's been 30 years you've been doing the same thing and you've never celebrated your small wins. So I encourage you as a producer to be able to be able to be able to celebrate and all that. At, on those one o'clock and nine o'clock meetings, I would tell you is that meeting always ends with a circle of trust. And circle of trust is I implemented this with F3. F3 is basically a workout in the morning. They have a circle of trust. Circle of trust basically means something positive that somebody has to share. We rotate between the 25 people that are on the meetings. It's a circle of trust. This is a circle of your team, of your culture. You have to trust us. Everything that you say inside of this thing is going to say inside of this thing, right? So something positive, share whatever that you want. And we share that in a circle of trust. And then everybody's kind of bought into this, bought, bought into, hey, this is a circle. This is a, this is a family. This is, this is, this is a trust. There's a trust factor between it, which is why we came up with the, with the, with the circle of trust. So every one of our meetings ends with a COT. So, and then at the end of it, um, I would tell you is at the end of the year, um, we always keep track of, man, I could tell you for every producer, and if you're a producer, you should keep, see if you, you or, or somebody can keep track of this as well. What's your call ratio to close ratio? What's your quote ratio to call ratio? What's your closing ratio? We track every little thing. So I know I meet with every one of my producer at the end of the year and say, Hey, listen, what do you want to do for 2024? Okay. 2023, you made whatever, 75,000, 2020, 2024, you want to make 125,000. So I need to make sure that I need to get you more opportunities to close deals because that's how you make more money. I'm not going to pay you more. Everybody in our office is making three to 4,000 a month in a salary. The rest of their money is always coming from, from, from commissions on, on the producer side. So so if you want to make more money, man, I got to give you more opportunities. You got to give yourself more opportunities. And then obviously we got to, I know your closing ratio because we even follow, we follow that daily. So I know if I give you more opportunity, that's going to turn into more quotes. Those quotes are going to turn in, turn in, turn into more uh, binding premium, which is going to make you more money. So then I'm going to keep you accountable in those four hours. So if last year you only had 10 CTEs is what we call it, call, text, and emails, I can move that to 15. So if you talk to five more people every four hours, right, it's pretty simple. One, one extra a day, one, I'm sorry, one extra an hour, you're going to be able to hit the numbers that you want to hit and you're going to make more money. So making more money is a no-brainer. It just takes more CTEs, more call, text, and emails because that turns into turns into opportunities. Opportunities turns into quotes. Quotes turns into turns into premium, and premium turns into commissions in your pocket. So it's a no brainer. So we meet with everybody. We figure out what they want to make for the next year, and then we figure out a plan for that based on CTEs and quote volumes and things like that. So, and the only other thing I would I would say is as a culture, as a producer, uh, you need to grow yourself, man. Listening to this podcast is, tells me that you want to grow. Listening to other podcasts, there's a bunch of great podcasts in our in our insurance world, man. Such great podcasts, such great people, man, that are sharing their wisdom. And I will tell you everything. Reach out to me, man, if, if I can help. I would I would love to help. But, but we have a vision board for every one of our team members. Every year we've done this. A vision board is pretty simple. As long as you write it down, put pictures on there, man, the chances of you accomplishing that thing is going to be, is going to be pretty freaking awesome. Somebody put in, they're going to write 2 million in new business this year. Now, a year ago, two years ago, they were like, I would never put that on there, but they did that last year. They put 1.5 and I can guarantee you they were at 1.5 million in new business because it's visionary. It's right there. It's right in front of you. You're able to kind of see it and have a goal in place of like, 
breaking it down into chunks, like break it down into hours or four hours instead of days and weeks is going to make your life so much easier as a producer. And that's what I do with our team members. You want to write 1.5 million? That's great. We'll divide that by monthly. What's that look like? 125,000. Divide that, divide that into weekly. That's what? 20 some thousand, 30,000, whatever the math makes sense. And then divide that into, 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 into daily. What does that look like? 5,000, 7,000, divide that into four. So honestly, every four hours, you got to write one person to get to 1.5 million because we know what average household premium is for every one of our producers and our organization as a whole. So it's not rocket science for you to be able to accomplish things, but we use a vision board to do it. And a lot of these people, man, it's so beautiful because they put in, they want to buy houses, they want to buy cars, they want to go on vacation, they want to go to Disney World. And those things come into fruition and us giving them the ability to have those things come into fruition, man, it's pretty powerful for me as a leader to see. And it should be powerful for you as a producer to accomplish things. That's a must. We do that every year. And then one book a month, that became our culture as well. We've read a book once a month for the last three or four years now. Every month we we pick a new book. It could be inspirational. It could be mindset. It could be insurance. It could be relationships. It could be how to deal with kids. We pick one book as a team. Everybody reads it. And then we share notes at the end, at the end of the month. And everybody tells you what you got out of that book, what you want to implement from that book. And that has kind of escalated us thinking for personal development. And at the end of the day, you as a producer, you want to become better next year, not just as a producer, as a husband, as a father, as a mother, as a sister, whatever that is. Right. So as a so so physically, mentally, all that stuff, spiritually, you got to be better and you cannot be better if you don't learn how to be better. And books and podcasts and things like this is going to make you better. So um, that being said, that's kind of been our journey, man, how we have grown from literally uh, zero um, all the way now in our organization or whatever we have at this point. Uh, but it's been a fun ride, but it started as a producer. So I've been a producer for six or seven years uh, out of that. And uh, that's the one thing that I missed the most. So so, so my only suggestion with you where I'm, where I'm gonna, where I'm gonna give you a COT, a circle of trust here is that the day that you wake up in the morning and you're putting your pants on man, and you're ready for work, if you're not excited about it consistently for five days, six days, seven days in a row, I think you need to think about is this really what I want to do? Because at the end of the day, man, money is not everything. Work is not everything. There's so many more things that are more important in life, your family, um, your significant other, uh, and your other things in life that you have to do, your spiritually, what's important. Uh, it's not always about the work, man. It's not always about the money. There's a lot more things in life. And and if you just open it up and see if this is just truly what I want to do, that will take you far away in life. Don't be that person, man, that falls into the trap of, hey, I'm going to get out of college at 23. I'm going to work 43 years of my life. And then from 65, 67 to 80, I'm going to enjoy my life. Enjoy your life today. Because I promise you as a producer, you can find ways to enjoy your life. So when you do get to 65, you're not going to look back and say, man, I wasted 35 years. Don't be that person. So I hope you make that happen. Thank you guys for listening. And I'd love to hear back about uh, feedback on this podcast. We're going to ask some of you guys um, on whether you guys like this, 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 me just talking to you guys um, with some of the ideas that we have. Or do you like bringing people as well? We're going to get the data on both and, and, and see what makes sense. And we're going to keep changing it up. So um, thank you guys for being here. And uh, hey, by the way, go Jays, Creighton Blue Jays. We got a big win last night and uh, I'm wearing this Blue Jays. Um, and uh, we're going to make it to the tournament this year and get a long run. So appreciate you guys and hope you guys have a nice day.